Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am also very well, yes. And what have you been up to? I've been very warm earlier in the week. Oh my God, yes. Yes. That was was insane. That was too much. That was challenging. And I had quite a few conversations with people at work about that we actually do have clothes for the hot weather, but that it's not quite appropriate to wear at work. Um, That's true. And that was quite interesting what people then said they had, like play suits they would wear to the beach, but they felt the museum couldn't quite cope with them coming in like that. Probably not. Yeah. No, it is tricky because it's like, I've got things that I would wear in the south of France, but I would not wear really a bricks that wouldn't work. Yeah, and I do. Yes. I often used to wonder whether it's more difficult for men, but I guess in if if you're in an environment where you have to wear a uniform, I was about to say a suit, which is a sort of uniform, I guess. Um, then that must I always thought that must be quite hard, and women have maybe. It must be terrible having to wear a suit. Yeah. In the heat. That's true. So that's yes. one thing I've been doing, thinking that's about. That's one thing that needs to be addressed. Yes. And then actually it was already the week before, but I didn't tell you about it. We went, some of us from work, we went to the Imperial War Museum of the North in Manchester. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. I've never been there. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. We were there for a long time. So we we were there maybe three hours, I think. We Mm. primarily went... So it was a, a group of us was working on the Museum of London's move to West Smithfield. So oh, it was yes. partly a sort of recce and look at, you know, getting inspired by something. And um, it's a Daniel Liebeskind building. So it's, it's, they, they are no right angles. It's, it's purposefully um, disorientating. So, oh, how interesting. Yeah. How was that? Sorry? How is that being disoriented? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Even when you approach it, it's it's sort of steel clad. At least that's what it looks like. And apparently, it was based on a on a globe and conflict zones in the earth, uh, on the earth, in the water, and in the air. And then you get these sort of three shards that 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 have exploded out from the globe and then have been put together as a building. So, And there's not really a super obvious entrance, so even sort of getting in, it doesn't invite you in a way. So that's the first thing that's a bit disorientating. And then, for instance, the so you go upstairs to the sort of main exhibition area and it's just one massive room but with no sort of right angle and the it slopes down apparently following the curvature of the of the globe so it's sort of slightly and then in in this big space uh you've got structures i think they call them silos which also they're getting a bit like shards but you can go inside and they're sort of different themes are are discussed in these sort of silos and we we primarily went because they have this thing called the big pictures show so several times a day maybe five times um they they show it's a sort of film show that's projected on the onto these silos so you you sit down or you stand and then they have these sort of massive massive projections 
to a particular theme. So one was about children in, in, at war. One was just about, I guess, war in general. And it was to a poem that someone had, had written. And one was about First World War. And it had quite a lot of the footage of, is it Peter Jackson? There's a sort of film where where they've coloured First World War film. So they've they've shown shown that. So that was the sort of main reason why we went. But I that wasn't I that was impressive and interesting. But I think for me what what was more interesting is I went when I went there I thought, Oh, it's gonna be so much hard work, all these objects and you have to read the labels and I wasn't sort of really in the mood to going for going to a museum in a, in a way yeah. which is weird for someone who works at a museum but then more or less after two three minutes they just have such powerful objects as you can imagine yeah. you're just drawn in um, and you want to read all the labels and and it's really and well how, done sorry just to ask because it sounds so amazing the architecture yes the interior architecture kind of how because obviously you were aware of it because you were going there to see how they've done it yes but how aware of it are you when you're actually in it or do you just get sucked into the stories that are the objects you are quite aware of it because it is just it really is a massive space and and the it particularly with the height with the height as well so you and it's not it doesn't have necessarily i guess there is a sort of chronology on on the outside of the of the space um but you don't really i i really like what they've done they have relatively small cases in most of the areas to a theme so you're never totally overwhelmed with too many objects you you get a theme i don't know like pilots or or something and then you you can really look at that in detail and you don't need to go through all to all the cases but and i know you never really need to do that but it really i felt it allowed that a bit more that you just go to one and then you can totally walk across to another thing and it would still oh, it would still make sense uh so i thought yeah no you are quite aware of it the whole time there were a few things i wasn't so sure about they um you know i had to instantly tell you when i saw they had marlene dietrich's uh uniform yes, i loved getting that photograph yeah that that i was that's so exciting yeah i didn't expect that and i i checked earlier apparently that's a relatively recent donation the the museum was opened in 2002 and it was given by her grandson in 2004 wow. so it wasn't there when it opened but what i thought was i wasn't so sure about one thing so you go into one of these silos and one of them was about women um, women's involvement in the war and it had a lot of clothes and I thought none of the other areas have that many clothes and oh, interesting. and I can see that they didn't want to have a display of men's uniform big display of men's uniforms I can sort of see maybe that you might not want that but I thought it was odd I don't know I I wasn't quite sure about why why you know you go to the women's bit and then you get clothes I thought that yes. was a bit. I, it's not. Bizarre. It's not like um, women's work isn't represented elsewhere. It is dotted about everywhere, and you get that a little bit. I think it was uh, soldiers and other people involved in the war uh, in British from British colonies. I think that had its own section, and it's sort of something we talk about a lot. You know, do you separate out something 
in which case it gets more prominence but you don't want yes. to separate the theme or the people because it you know it has is part of everything else so it's I think it, there is no, no win-win solution, I think, whatever you do. No, but it's... they could have a section that's looking at the significance of clothing during war. Yeah. Rather than, here are women, women are represented by clothes. Yeah. Because that is problematic if it isn't followed through for other groups. Yeah. And Because I couldn't look at it, and the photograph you showed me, you sent me. Yeah. There's the Dietrich uniform, and that's what she wore. Did she wear that when she was visiting the troops? Yes. Mm. And what were the other things alongside that? So alongside that were various, not all uniforms, but uniforms and clothing that women wore involved in the war. And I can't remember exactly how many. I stupidly didn't take a photo of the whole display, but it was maybe like 12 or 14, so you had a nurse, from World War One, or you had people working in factories. Um, I think you had someone who was something like a secretary, so it wasn't something that uniform-looking. So it was a mixture of things worn by women, not not all uniforms, as I said, who were involved yeah. in the war. And then nearby, there was also a film which had, again, I I was mesmerized by it. But I I had I I wasn't sure what to think about it. There was a film of women sort of more recent footage of women engaged in combat in various in various places throughout mm. the world and it was it was just usually like half a minute if that or what 10 seconds of showing the women and just saying where it was and i also i wasn't quite sure it was sort of mesmerizing but i also wasn't quite sure about it yeah um, mm. it was in the sense of what 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 did actually take away yeah what it's telling you other than that women are involved in yeah. global combat. Yeah, yeah. And was there a men are involved in global combat? Well, the, I guess the entire rest. The whole thing is men are involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, women were dotted about. It wasn't just there and nowhere else. Mm. It was just the... Cl- and they had picked out, you know, they had picked... I think there was one area about representation of war in fiction and film you know so they had picked out different themes and put them in these extra areas and gave gave them a bit more space than their normal cases which as I said were quite small but uh, I'm not sure that always worked I guess it also I, I can see why they we were wondering about the word silo because it now you often use it in a context of you know you silo something you put it yes. in the, in you know you separate it whereas we were wondering how long it's been used in that way because that didn't help yeah. in a way that it, they yeah. were called silos but that, you know I don't know whether everyone no I think that was quite obvious I think that did come up in captions but they did have a lot of other you know they did have uniforms and and, and shoes and caps and I guess the most powerful was was a there was a jacket from a concentration camp, and even someone who made a little doll in in a concentration camp sort of uniform. So that obviously is very very powerful. So it wasn't an it's not an easy um, visit, but then it shouldn't be, I guess. No, I mean it, it. It's like the Imperial War Museum here in London. I always or I usually take the students there and I ask them to go around the Holocaust section, which is incredibly emotionally powerful. 
and I don't take them out because it seems it somehow seems disrespectful or I don't know maybe it's just me but I feel it's better they go around at their own pace and take in what they take in and then we discuss afterwards rather than discussing in front of things yeah and they find it really tough and it is really tough and some of them don't make it around the whole thing but that's what history contains and that's something we must remember and must think about so I think although these museums do have really awful parts of history it's really really important that that's included and that it's not just that we go and look at the addresses yeah I mean it sounds like a really interesting museum it really was and it it really it didn't feel okay we had lunch so that's part of the <laughs> three hours or three and a half or even longer that we spent there but we, we wanted to take in three of these big picture shows so that's why we yes. partly why we stayed so long but are you you could have stayed longer and I didn't even go to the temporary exhibition which was about the war in Yemen um, yes. but I I just also made me as I said earlier I don't know why I sometimes recently sort of doubt objects a little bit I guess maybe some well it's just sometimes you know sometimes people say oh we'll just put the object there and it will speak for itself and many objects Mm. don't Mm. and then you you have to to write some a caption which is fine but I don't know sometimes I think it doesn't it doesn't quite work what the the object could do in a way or sometimes they they don't look so great but they actually have a really great story but the story mm. why do you tell it you know if you need half a page or a page of words to tell the story what how yeah i don't know the relationship of that to the object so i don't know it's it's, it's all a bit sort of jumbled up in my head but I, as i said when i got there i was a bit like oh all these things and oh so much to look at but then that it really convinced me again of the power of objects. Of course, these are very particular objects to do with very difficult times, not always um, also triumph or, mm. or, you know, getting out of something terrible. But um, it, it was still good to, to see how, that, how powerful that can be, to see the actual thing. But it, that, that, that's really, really interesting. And do you think it, it was because of the... I suppose it's like choice of the objects and the way they're displayed, but was it also the combinations of things together? Uh, I think for me it was, was more a... it was more individual objects that mm. that attracted attracted me. Or oh, attracted is not the quite word. Well, it is a quite word, but not well, not that I found them attractive. Yeah. You know, I was attracted by them. Mm. Um, then they have they have a few sort of very early prosthetics which um, I've, I just um, found, you know, very interesting. And, mm. yeah. From, and from where? From, I think there were, were ones that people made themselves or had made after the First World War. There was wow. one, I think it was was a leg that someone used for, for a lot of time, I think several decades. And it, it looked, you know, it was it wasn't. It was very well engineered and done, but it was made of metal. It was just so different from what you would have now. Yes. And um, but also in some ways a beautiful object in it in its own right. So that that was one of them. And then there was one which was a map of a Hamburg. I think it was a Brit- yeah British map of Hamburg, just demonstrating marking all the buildings that either had been totally destroyed or, or damaged. And in the Second oh. World War, and that was just, 
um, yeah, really hitting, hitting home. It was just so many dots on there. Yes. So there, there were these kind of things. Not, you know, not, not, not really necessarily clothes. Um, but there were no, also. But, but I mean, the prosthetics are part of dress. Yes. It's part of altering the body, and it that that sounds fascinating, and it sounds like because it's just one room. I mean, obviously, as you say, there are these silos, these special areas. Mm. It sounds like it's easier for a visitor to find the objects they're attracted to, which draws you towards particular areas. So you see the things that attract you already, but then you maybe see other things around them. That's a really good point. And you you get less of sort of fatigue because you you can sort of flit about and... Um, you don't feel, oh, I have to go, you know, I have to, I've got another four rooms, I will need to get through somehow, yes. but you can sort of just pick, pick something and then, and then look around, yeah, like you say, and find something else. That's actually really good. And it also makes, in some ways, it makes, it was quite a nice, well, again, I'm really finding it really hard to find the right words. No, I understand, <laughs> because it's a subject matter. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, but it's also your experience of the museum and obviously your experience of the museum is extra especially interesting because you're Beatrice but also because you're a museum curator so you see it in a professional way yeah the other thing that I yeah I thought was good was it made it more into a communal experience because you're very aware but they're also while we were there because it was uh, I think it was partly because it was a school holiday. They had a few areas where there were veterans that were talking to the public. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So, and you saw there were maybe more children than there normally are. I don't know. But maybe there are more children there when, when school, you know, school is going mm. on. But because it's such a big space, you're more aware of the other people maybe then or the, the amount of other uh, people yes. but not in an overwhelming yes, way there were, was a lot of space and then also when when these big picture shows happened which are between I think four and ten minutes or something I might have got that slightly wrong but some are actually really well, I think one was 14 minutes but it didn't feel like mm-hmm. it you can so along these outer um, walls of the silos there are benches and I sat down and a lot of people do and so so everyone sort of congregates more in the yes. center part where this um, big picture shop takes place that so again really yeah so again you have a sort of you come together for this communal experience mm. and then you can wander off again and do do your own own thing yeah that that's interesting as well I hadn't that had, I hadn't occurred to me while I was there in a way but now that you you mentioning being how what it was like to be in a big space because often and, you are sort of funneled through in, in other places. Oh, you are. No, I mean, often you, as you say, you feel obliged that you're like a bad museum goer if you don't go through the route you're supposed to go through or you don't visit every single room. Yes. Whereas this sounds... it. I'm sure, like, subconsciously you are being guided a bit. Yeah. But it seems much freer and very appealing that you, as I say, that you kind of see things that you think oh that's interesting that connects to something you maybe know already or just the color attracts you or yeah any reason or it looks but unusual then you're yeah. drawn into the surrounding space and objects and things and and i, I also wanted to ask you because something that's really dominant in the london imperial war museum is you kind of go into that big hallway first 
and it's all the machinery of war, which is, I mean, quite overwhelming and amazing to see. But, you know, it's tanks, it's aeroplanes, you know, coming from the ceiling. You're really conscious, first of all, of the technology and the hardware. And I wondered if that, if are there tanks, are there things like yes, that in the space? there are. But um, you did get that, but it's a very, it's a different experience. I think, because A, where you come in, well, there are different ways you can go in, but where you come in, that's not the first thing to see. Where you come in is actually quite right. hum human scale. So it's it's not m massive space um, where, the, where, the, where the desk is with a person who greets you, etc. And then, and then you go into the big space. And there they do have, I mean, one of the big pieces they have is not, not war machinery. They actually have a apart from from the twin towers in in oh new york goodness. yeah so massive sort of warped piece piece of steel but they also have tanks uh they don't have maybe i missed it but i don't they don't have any flat you know suspended um planes i think mm. unless i really just missed it but there i think there is at least one or two but because the building is so big and you know then then they don't they almost don't seem so powerful because mm, they're, they're, they're I wouldn't say they're dwarfed but it's not it's a very different thing I always think in the Imperial War Museum here I don't I haven't been for a while but do they still have the gardens outside yes I always think that is so weird it, it no it is because I really think the Imperial War Museum in London is really good yeah I think, I think it think. has excellent well-researched, beautiful exhibitions yeah. are really thought-provoking. But the outside is very shocking in a way, because yeah. as you say, I mean, it is this very imperial-looking, well, maybe imperial isn't the word, but this very sort of overwhelming big building. You're aware you're coming to an institution. But yes, those enormous like cannons outside are a very particular kind of war, and they're very male, and they're very kind of, And aren't they are directed at you? At yeah, at you when you they point towards yeah, they are, you. They are. That is you so weird. You kind of walk up with the guns pointing at you. Yeah. So it is a very particular experience. And I think they, you know, the. I mean, I find it fascinating seeing the tanks and things. I really, really do. But it is also a very particular aspect of war. And then the sort of. I suppose it's that they've got that huge atrium in the middle and so that's where they fit. Mm. But it is quite different than when you go into the galleries, both the permanent and the temporary. It's so much more contemplative and it's so much more kind of, like you're saying with the, the Manchester branch, that it's it's thinking about war, war in its widest sense and conflict in its widest yes. sense. And it's thinking about so many different ways that it touches people's lives and yeah so it's much richer but it is quite a shock but maybe that's good that it's a shock yeah and, uh, London, one that you are you do kind of walk up and think oh my god yeah because of these huge yeah. guns and yeah. then you are overwhelmed like you do feel small and fragile in comparison to these great machines but Whereas, it's a different kind of thing to what you're talking about yeah it almost But again, that might just have been my experience. It's you almost feel a bit sheltered, partly because it is 
it's not an inviting building either because it's got the steel no. and you can't find the entrance and it's not you can't oh, find you know it's not like you can't find it but it's not like you know it's not like a, a british museum entrance not like mm. a big museum and and then you're inside and it feels quite solid mm. and it almost to me and it's sort of dark but not terribly dark it's sort of really well lit it's really well done you i almost felt a bit i felt quite safe and you've got oh, space you know you're not you're not enclosed you're not really in in a tiny little room you've got quite a bit of a room so i for me it was almost even a, a, a cocoon which is a weird word for such a um big space that has no rectangles and rect rectangles and but that's what it felt a bit like to me but maybe it is like that because it doesn't have rectangles yeah maybe yeah maybe it is more human and that the, the floor isn't straight it just go it slightly goes down and yeah maybe there are yeah maybe that's true actually it's more like a cave the, the, yeah the, and also it sounds like you're given control yes which given the the nature of the the displays is is quite a refreshing and positive thing that if you feel more in control of your visit you're not you're not being led to one that's true aspect of war yeah another. that's true and my one of my colleagues because in some of our meetings about new museums i ha have some pet subjects so i'm sure my colleagues are bored stiff with now i'm but, sure they are <laughs> but i one thing i don't like is when you go somewhere and and they really very forcefully make want you to feel something you know yeah, and particularly no, when people use good. music that oh. that really you know can can annoy me but also the use of words and stuff when they you, you know you're meant to be sad they're just trying yes so and then when we looked at the big picture show she said to me so did was that too, was that too much for you um did you feel manipulated because the first one that we saw was to a poem that someone has written and it's quite yeah. repetitive on obviously on purpose but i it that again weirdly it didn't it didn't didn't bother me um in in the opposite it was you know you had your own route around and then you came together you listened together to this and then you wandered off again so and it also didn't really feel like there i don't know it was a different experience it's just really well done i guess um well it sounds it still sounds like you've got control and choice. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to say this in a museum as though you're herded and you're yeah. not herded. But you often, you do feel like, like you say, that you have to see this after this. You have to understand it in this way. Then you move on and you understand that in that way. And it seems like the opposite of that. Yeah. So I can um, I can only highly recommend, recommend it. And I think I'm going to the other one next week to look at something the else. The London to, one. To the London one, yeah. Well, that sounds very good. Yeah. Um, I will definitely take my students to the London one, and maybe I'll recommend they go to... Well, I will recommend the Manchester yeah. one as well. Okay, I think I have to go because I'm going to choke. Okay, don't so choke. I, I'll try... I really try not to. Okay. But that's so interesting. Brilliant. Okay, well, take All care. Right, I'll talk to you soon. Don't and choke. You. Yeah, talk no, to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.